Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you know that we've had these really great conversations with a host of a CBD podcast, a cannabis industry trade reporter. And today we're talking to uh, one of our great friends, a mainstream radio news business reporter for KOA 850 News Radio, Pat Woodard. And Pat has very generously agreed to talk about what he considers to be um, a, a really good uh, CBD story pitch for radio. And he works here in Denver for the 50,000 watt Voice of the Rockies uh, KOA that not only here in Denver, but can be picked up thousands of miles away uh, all across the country. And so today's conversation is for CBD business owners wrestling with the challenge of talking to the media about your product, getting the attention of the media about your CBD product. And by the end of this episode, you'll be able to develop a strong, solid media pitch and confidently reach out to reporters at your target outlets with a compelling story angle. You know, Sarah, you and I, uh, you and I and Diane have talked at length about how different stories are going to appeal to different types of reporters um, based on their beat and based on where they work, TV, radio, print. So you can have the same story, but look at it from a different perspective um, to pitch your story correctly to the correct person. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But like we usually do, uh, three mini conversations on our Move the Stairs podcast. We'll talk about how you can engage with radio news reporters, and then we'll go into some strategies for finding out what it is that they're looking for and what they need from you. It's going to be different um, than what a print reporter may be looking for from you. And then finally, we'll deep dive into what types of stories um, radio reporters find particularly exciting when it comes to the CBD industry. Yep. And we want to hear from you. I want you to jump into the conversation and let us know how media relations are going for you currently. Are you having success? Are you struggling? Hits and misses, probably. Mm -hmm. So let us know in the comments section. If you're joining us later, post your comments or questions, and we can talk about those next week. Um, and hey, would you please leave us re a review of the Move the Stairs podcast on your favorite podcast provider or on Google? We'd love to see your uh, reviews. Thank you so much. And then lastly, before we invite Pat into the studio, don't forget you can log on to movethestairs.com. 
and you can get a free downloadable one sheet with every episode. This week's is the 10 steps to building reporter relationships on Twitter. Again, that's movethestairs.com. Get that today for free. All right. So today, hey, Pat Woodard, how are you? Fine, Sarah. How are you? Excellent. We are so grateful that you're joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. Glad to be here. Well, and so Pat, you're with 850 KOA News Radio. And in previous conversations leading up to the, the podcast here, you have mentioned a topic that I think sticks in the craw of a whole lot of reporters, and that is blanket generic pitches. Am I right? Uh, not, not just blanket generic pitches, but blanket generic emails without any sort of thought going into who that email is going to, uh, what kind of format the, the radio station might have that you're pitching to, the differences between, well, I'll give you an example. I don't know how many radio stations there are in Denver, but in our building alone, iHeartMedia, there are eight different radio stations. They all have different formats. We have a news talk format. We have a news radio format, with, which is a mixture of news and talk. We have stations with various music formats, ranging from rock and roll to country music to whatever. So it's, it's really, um, it really is annoying to see a pitch come to my newsroom that, okay, this might be interesting for a station that has a totally different format and a totally different uh, focus in what they do. But for me, it, it doesn't really hit home. So I, I think what a lot of business owners in general don't do is think about who they're pitching to, research who they're pitching to, listen to that station, hear what their format is, hear who their personalities are, what they sound like. If you can pick up any insight on, on what some of their views might be, um, that could certainly help in whatever pitch you're doing. Um, if you listen to their newscasts, what sort of stories are they doing? Um, how long are the stories? All of that really um, ties into what kind of pitch might be appropriate to go to that particular station or even more so to a particular reporter. You know, we have I wish I could tell you how many emails I get a day. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be ugly. Probably, it's probably hundreds. Oh, um, literally, I have to go through that. And a lot of them go to spam, but a lot of them don't. And so I have to go through each one of those. And if a subject line on there is not something that grabs my interest or makes me think that it's for me, I have to hit delete. There just are not enough hours in the day for me to sit there and go through every one, and especially if I'm a, lot, a lot of them are gonna have um, lengthy pitches attached to them. You know, it's funny. So Pat, we were just sort of chit-chatting before the show here, and you mentioned, speaking of these, you know, like the, the little nuggets that you can pick up, mm -hmm. you mentioned your 92-year-old mom. Mm -hmm. who 92, uses, 92. Okay, 92, uh, who uses CBD in like a, you know, I'm, I'm assuming like a cream or a, you know, yeah, aches and a, a cream or an ointment, so, you know, things for aches mm -hmm. and pains and things like mm -hmm. that, or bursitis or, or whatever. Uh, that I'll is say, the first place that I would go if yeah. I were pitching you. I'd say, man, we got to talk about how, you know, this product or that product or the new research out that, mm -hmm. that might be mm -hmm. able to help people like your mom. Well, and not only that, that also ties into the type of radio station you're listening to. 
uh, and you're pitching to. For example, uh, KOA, we are a fairly older skewing radio station. Our listeners um, are up there a little bit. They're, they're not necessarily the, you know, the, the 20-somethings or, or the, even the Gen Xers. They're a little bit older. Now, at the same time, they're very active. A lot of hikers, a lot of bikers, a lot of things like that. So people who are going to have aches and pains that topical uh, treatments might be able to help with. And, and you know, if my mom is, is taking CBD products, um, th that tells you that you know, she's, she's not exactly the most liberal person in the world. So this is something that has, has appealed to her as something to try. And you've got to take that into consideration when you're making a pitch. And that's when you look at a radio station and you say, okay, what's their audience? You have to do a little research to find out what that is. I think it's fascinating because um, these are things that, you you know, your typical person just throwing, throwing something out there to you, Pat, wouldn't really think about. They would think we have this miracle product. It does this and it does that and it helps treat this and it, you know, does all these things. And we, we, we're just so excited to talk about it. But really becoming targeted with your strategy um, is the best way to go about this. So I would say or I should ask you. Um, when you're thinking about things and you're covering stories, um, if you saw something come up in the news that was relevant with CBD and you're looking at the, uh, you know, Google and you're typing in business names and you call up a business because you say, hey, I've heard about this. I want to get some more information. Do you look at that as an opportunity for the business? I mean, how often do you do that and you have a business um, say, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't talk right now. Um, we think that's a great opportunity for branding for that particular company, especially if they work well with media. Well, it certainly does happen when you reach out to a particular business owner at a particular business and either they're not responsive or they're not interested. More often than not, it's the former. Um, maybe they're maybe they think they're too busy. Maybe they think that um, a media outlet calling them is trying to get something on them or something like that, especially if, if it's a, a news organization. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you if you think about it as an opportunity and, and at least take the time to respond, take the time to find out what the interest level is, what they're looking for, because if they're calling, chances are they've got an angle, they've got an idea that they want to pursue. And they're looking to you as the business owner for help in getting that story on the air. Uh, they're not looking to get in any sort of a confrontation. They, they want someone to partner with who's going to give them the kind of story that's going to make uh, their listeners um, have value coming from the radio station. So yeah, I absolutely think it's an opportunity for the business owner if a TV station or a radio station or a, or a newspaper or a magazine is calling. I mean, you've got to look at it from a standpoint, okay, here's they're calling me. Uh, if they don't call me and I don't respond to them, chances are they're going to call my competitor mm -hmm. um, because they may be doing the same thing. And that competitor is going to get some airtime that I'm not going to get, uh, even if it's not in the form of a commercial. And by the way, commercials cost a lot of money on radio and TV, whereas if it's in a news product, you, you're, it's free. You're not paying anything for it. It's not done in the form of a commercial, but it's probably going to be done in the form of a story that more than likely is going to reflect well on your company and your product. So yeah, I absolutely think people need to look at it as an opportunity that's that's calling on the phone or reaching out via email. And 
Pat, how often do you end up with a different angle or a different story? Um, like you, you start out talking to a source and you think the story is X and actually it ends up being Y. How often do you kind of go on a journey as you're reporting a particular story? You know, I won't say it happens every time, but it happens frequently. Uh, and that's because, you know, reporters are, are curious people and they ask a lot of questions. But a lot of times it's just a matter of when you're doing your preparatory work for an interview and you happen to be talking to a story subject and you, you develop some level of comfort. And pretty soon they happen to say something about, yeah, so this is this is the story we're doing right now. But we also do this. And you might think to yourself, well, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that story done. Mm -hmm. And so you end up, you know, we're, we're looking for the most bang for our buck. If we can call, make one call and get two stories instead of just one, that makes our day a heck of a lot easier. And so I won't say it happens every time, but I would say it happens probably the majority of the time. I'll give you a good example. It's not a CBD industry, but um, as a um, financial reporter, business and money reporter, I do a lot of stories that involve financial services company, financial advisors, that sort of thing. And I remember in one case, uh, I was talking, doing an interview with one of them about um, saving for retirement. And we were all really kind of very focused on what you need to do to save enough money to get you into retirement. And, and then when you start drawing that retirement, what your income is going to be. And kind of in passing, he said, but you got to be careful because if you take too much income, you're going to get killed in taxes and you're going to end up losing probably a lot of the money that you thought you were going to get. Well, that opened up an entirely new um, avenue of conversation and gave us um, more stories to do than the one we started with. So we had now an entirely new conversation about the tax implications of your retirement and how you have to structure it to make sure you're not getting so much income that it's throwing you into a higher tax bracket. So that that happens all the time. I think it's so fascinating that, you know, businesses and no matter what industry you're in, CBD or otherwise, um, they can be so fixated on what it is that they want to talk about. And they oftentimes overlook the really neat components of what it is that they do um, that could potentially differentiate their business from their competitors or at least um, provide a nugget to members of the media that can then go and do a story like you just I think that happens on on both sides though it happens certainly with the business owners who have a point that they want to get across and it also mm -hmm. happens on the reporter side where we get so fixated in something that we want that we 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 might overlook some opportunities that that come right at us and a lot of that's just a matter of being a good listener um, and not just and actually listening to what's being said instead of thinking in your head okay what am i going to ask next to accomplish the goal that I set out for in the first place. So a lot of that, that just has to fall on, on both sides to say, listen to what the other person is saying, because that could trigger um, some other opportunities for you. And that's both uh, for the reporter and for the business owner as well. Well, that what a great point that is. And mm -hmm. just a little bit of housekeeping. I want to remind everyone that we have a free downloadable one sheet um, with actionable strategies, which is about building a relationship with reporters on Twitter. Um, and, and I think helping people think about how they can um, 
you know, build these authentic relationships and, um, you know, listen for those nuggets that might help them lead to, hey, I bet you didn't know this. Um, so grab that off of Twitter uh, and uh, print that out. And, you know, you might be wondering, by the way, just what move the stairs means. And we're running a little bit heavy, so I'm going to abbreviate the story today. But have you heard the phrase, you know, you need to make lemons, lemonade out of lemons? It's basically what the move the stairs philosophy is. No matter what you are uh, dealing with handed, no matter what's going on, no matter how many times your sources don't call you back, um, you figure out how to, you know, make it happen. And uh, that's, that's the move the stairs philosophy. So Pat, we have talked to our listeners in the past about what they can do. Um, and let's talk a little bit about what they shouldn't do. You told us, and this is a quote, and I love this because I noticed this on Monday when I was at the airport. I see CBD products for sale at the airport, so don't pitch me on CBD's novelty. Pitch me on its normalcy. Great quote. Tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, I just love that. Well, you know, for a long time, uh, we were kind of operating in this Wild West sort of mentality where CBD, anything related to cannabis, was was revolutionary and um it's it's not that way anymore um not for not for cannabis in terms of marijuana when you when you look at it now being sold both for medicinal and recreational use although there are still uh, many hurdles there for for some business owners certainly not for cbd products as i mentioned if, if my 92 year old mother is taking cbd products it's not like it's really very revolutionary anymore. It's it's mainstream. And you have to treat it that way. You have to say, you can't just come and say, well, uh, CBD, you know, the fact that we've got a business that does it makes it worth covering because it doesn't anymore. There are, there are so many businesses that are doing that, so many places that sell it, mainstream, any, any place you can think of. Some of our um, some of our uh, air personalities on, on KOA endorse CBD products on the air mm -hmm. for their own aches and pains and, and whatever other uses they might have for it. So that shows you exactly how mainstream it's become. So you have to treat it now uh, as a business owner as this is a solid, proven mainstream product that we need to get out and say the, the evidence is there, the proof is there that this product does what we say it's going to do and, and we can back that up. And so why would you not consider using this product as opposed to, hey, it's, it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting. So do my, run my story. So just to follow up on that, Pat, you know, as you're talking to and you're looking for experts to get quotes from or to get facts from, what are some of the things that you're looking for from whether it's a CBD or a cannabis um, industry leader to go back to them this, the next time around that something pops up in the industry? Because, you know, part of brand protection PR is helping to elevate our clients to be a thought leader in their space. So members of the media look at their opinions and look at what they have to say and want to invite that um, into their columns or into their radio pieces? Well, I think the first thing to say is that there's no shortcut to respectability and reliability. This is something relationships take time to build up. 
uh, to get that level of trust between the reporter and the business and vice versa. So almost never is it going to be something that results from one interview. Um, maybe the first interview that I had went pretty well, enough so that I might consider calling that person again. Sometimes I try to you know, expand the, the virtual Rolodex and, and call others as well. Um, and once I've got a little bit of a base of, um, of contacts in the industry that I've interviewed before, I can think back and say, okay, well, this person gave me sound bites that were short, clean, informative. Um, they didn't drone on. There weren't a lot of uhs and errs and buts that I have to edit out um, in terms of getting it to a, a length that I'm going to be able to use. So, so that's a start. And then also, if we got any reaction to the interview and if the information turned out to be what we thought it was going to be, and if that particular business owner comes off as someone who's genuinely got a story to tell as opposed to just a product to sell. If it makes it sound like that business owner you know, has, has an interest beyond just selling their product, that's going to give them more integrity in my eyes and make it more likely for me to go back to them. So it's, as I said, there's, there's no shortcut. It's just something that, that has to take time and, and, and it takes patience. And I know that can be frustrating because everybody wants results and they want them right now. Wait, if thought leadership was something that happened overnight, we'd all be there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's a really good point, Pat. The um, the idea that you um, are going to go back and talk to people who provide information, not sales. You know what yep. I mean? I think that part of um, developing thought leadership, is, as Jordan just said, is becoming a resource for information mm -hmm. um, that, that you as a reporter will be able to trust them to say, explain this element to me or explain how this might affect people or explain this piece of it without selling me on, right. on one of your products. I mean, that's a decision point for you, I would imagine, in, in thinking about going back and talking to someone again. No, it, it is very much a decision point to, to, look back and say this person comes across as credible and doesn't have one specific agenda you know but another thing that, that i look at and i think that that uh, and this goes back to doing research research on who you're pitching your story to my role at koa for the most part is to report on business to report on consumer trends and to report on industries so even if it is somewhat of a sales pitch um from my standpoint and for what I do, that's okay because I'm trying to profile local businesses, in particular local businesses, Colorado-based businesses, what they're doing and tell our listeners what these companies are all about and what value they might be able to provide to their to our listeners' personal lives. So, you know, yeah, you don't want it to sound like a sales pitch, but at least from my standpoint, there can be a little bit of that. You do want um, a, a business owner saying, this is what I do that's different from what my competitor does. So it is a sales pitch. You just have to frame it so that it doesn't quite sound like one. And, and there's I think, a lot to that for sure. Yeah. And to your point earlier, you had talked about subject lines and kind of seeing some 
um, very vanilla pitches in those subject lines. So that's where, you know, it's important for people to differentiate themselves and what it is that they're doing so that when you're going through your 300 emails a day, that sticks out like a little gold nugget that you can then pluck, look at that mm -hmm. pitch and see if it's something that would be applicable to what it is you want to talk about to your viewers. Yeah, I think if, if in a subject line, um, if you put something like Denver CBD company does this, you know, or something along those lines, uh, uh, you, you've really got to target it to the fact that we are a Denver station. And even though we are heard, um, you know, as Sarah mentioned, all over the country, um, we're, we're, our focus is on Denver. That's where our core listenership is. And that is the community that we serve. So you want to make sure when you're pitching a story to me that I know that you're a local company, uh, a local business that's involved in the community. That's going to make me much more likely to give whatever pitch you're making um, a little bit more of a view than, than just a generic tagline that doesn't really tell me anything. Or even if you're a company that that's located offshore or out of state or whatever, um, I if, if you're local, you better better be telling me that because that's <laughs> going to be a key point for whether I'm going to be interested or not. Well, that's that's a great point. I want to look ahead to next week real quickly um, on our next podcast. I guess it's not it's going to be a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking to a major CBD business insider about using brand protection PR to build and protect their business. Um, so you I hope you can join us on Move the Stairs where we recap the biggest CBD related events that happened and um, recently and talk about how you can use these events to prop up your brand um, and build your brand. So if you have questions, thoughts, comments on that, let us know. But let's move on and put Pat on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Right. What types of stories, what would get you to click and open that email Give us let's let's get into some nitty gritty here. Um, and one thing that we hear a lot from reporters is paying attention to trends and figuring out where the media are going to go next. So what do you think your listeners are going to be interested in from a CBD perspective? Like wh what's the next gold nugget that you're looking for in your inbox? Well, the next gold nugget, I think, for me is is um, from a consumer standpoint of where our our listeners are, is what CBD products can accomplish beyond what we already know about. Um, where does this go next? Uh, and I think that um, everybody has a fairly good idea now that there's some effectiveness in treating various aches and pains and other um, kind of minor maladies that, that people have, but certainly want to want to get relief from. So where do we go next? What is the next big thing for CBD? Um, and that's and, and and going along with that for the industry uh, and in particular the industry in Colorado. So if I can see something that that really kind of touches on that. Where do we go next from here? How does that impact? What does that mean for my listeners? Um, as opposed, And then what does it mean for the industry in general? That's, that's going to probably get me to click that email open instead of click the delete button and send it off to oblivion. 
<laughs> in a following up on that, Pat, um, my question for you is, if a CBD business owner is listening to this podcast and they're saying, okay, you know, I provide great sound bites, I can speak in clear, concise sentences, I don't have crutch words that I rely on, like the ums and the buts and the errs, um, how, how should they reach out to you to say, I fit this bill, I'm passionate about what I do, and I think I could provide you some really good information the next time that we have a, a big CBD trend that's happening or a unique angle that would be beneficial for your viewers? Well, I think there, there are two different ways, I think, uh, that I have found most effective. Now, even though I joked about the emails and how many I get, <laughs> that's certainly a better way to reach me than calling. Um, calling uh, the newsroom is just, that's gonna be an exercise in frustration. A lot of times there's nobody around to answer it. Um, since COVID started, we haven't had anybody at the front desk to answer the general number. So a lot of calls are just kind of falling between the cracks right now. So email is certainly a good way. Um, another way is to enlist some marketing professionals, frankly, who, um, you know, I have a, a long relationship with Diane Mulligan uh, because, and, and Sarah as well, because we've worked together in past lives. So I, I know them both and I trust their judgment and I, I know that they're, they're not gonna sell me a bum steer, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's another way. If, if you can't, as a business owner, figure out how to do this yourself, um, enlist some professional help uh, because there really are people who know how to do this and, and can get you and your product uh, at least a hearing in, in front of a media person who might then be interested in doing the story. Boy, that speaking of past lives, that, that's about four <laughs> lives ago, I think. <laughs> but our our uh, one question that we had, and I think this is a, a really key one that tees off of the thought leadership idea, is do you have an example where a, a CBD business or another type of business um, really worked to build that relationship, worked to build that trust, that credibility factor, the, you know, the, the um, factor that when you see that person's email pop in your inbox, you go, you know what, I'm going to take a look at this. Um, and when the time was right, that person or that business became a, a really good resource for you. Well, certainly I, I can't say that's the fact with the CBD industry. I, um, you know, it's, it's still, even though we talk about how it's now become mainstream, it's still a relatively new industry. Mm -hmm. And I have not really developed the kind of relationships with anyone in the CBD industry that, that you're talking about. I do have others that um, it's, it's, it's just a matter of, as I talked about earlier, getting comfortable with someone and trusting their judgment because you've worked with them before and have gotten the kind of results uh, that you wanted and that, that were giving your viewers and listeners the kind of value that you want to give them. Well, that is great information. I knew we'd have a great conversation with you, Pat, and I really, really appreciate it. So to recap briefly today's Move the Stairs chat, we have talked about how to engage with reporters nicely, proactively, respectfully, mm -hmm. Uh, with a with a real interested kind of approach. Um, we've talked about strategies for finding out what reporters want and need 
And you have heard about some types of stories that um, that uh, reporters are looking for. And Pat, you've helped us do all of that today. So I really appreciate your time. You uh, are just the voice of KOA News Radio, and we appreciate you joining us. Well, it's been a, it's been a great pleasure. Thanks for having me.